Welcome to the Healthcare Business Secrets Show, where we interview experts and industry leaders who are dominating their marketplaces to learn the secrets of what they're doing to have success and how you can learn it and take it and use it for your own business to double your revenue, double your impact, and double your time off. Uh, in this episode, we're speaking with E.C. Sinikowski, and she is a biochemist, uh, engineer, CrossFit trainer. Uh, who teaches athletes how to eat well. Uh, She's extensive education in the life sciences with a BS in biochemical engineering, a first MS in environmental sciences, and a second MS in nutrition and functional medicine. Uh, She was the program manager for CrossFit Inc., authoring their training course materials and serving as a subject matter expert for their certifications. She has also accumulated more than 600 hours of public speaking, teaching fitness and nutrition all over the world, including TEDx Boulder. Uh, With more than 20 years experience and academic training, EC seamlessly translates evidence-based scientific data into practical solutions for everyday success. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. To start off, I want to give our audience some context uh, as to what you do, where your expertise lies uh, and your passion lies. And before the show, we're kind of talking about uh, a lot that you do with educational programs. So give us a bit of background on you, how that relates to that. Yeah, background on me, I always had a passion for athletics. And that kind of was in the background constantly as I kind of pursued engineering and a career in environmental consulting and all these other things. But I was always doing that on the side and eventually led to a career in CrossFit. And CrossFit at the base of their teaching methodology is actually nutrition. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it was a great way that I got to combine my passion with some of my background in biology and the biological sciences. So yeah, that's sort of the background on me and why nutrition is interesting. And, And really, yeah, with my programs, I try to make some of that basic education to in a B2B and B2C format. Yeah. Okay. So talk to me about uh, what you do with, with educational programs. What does that mean? Do you help people build them? Do you build them for others? What do you do there? I build them for customers to take them, whether or not they're members at a gym, whether or not they're sitting by themselves at their house. I build a program that people go through to learn about nutrition. And there's a couple different levels of them. There's sort of more of a basic hey, let's get you going. And then there's more of kind of the heavy hitting, you want to learn about insulin and all the other details and questions that people have. Yeah. Okay. Um, Now, do you run these programs yourself or are you building them for other businesses to use themselves? How does that typically work? Yeah, I've worked with other businesses to run, but essentially they're referring their customers to me. So we can run off like a revenue share model, but they're still coming back to me and it's like videos with me. So it's very much looks like it's me. Um, There wouldn't be a way to kind of white label it quite yet. Mm. But yeah, it's my programs that I develop and I run basically to reach a consumer, but I sometimes sell it through a business or sell it direct to consumer. Yeah, okay. How did you get into the world of creating these programs that would you think one day, Hey, I just want to make a program or was it kind of as similar to me where it was, I was doing things that I, you know, was sick of doing. And so I thought I'll just record videos instead uh, and then send them to people. It's actually my experience working for CrossFit Inc. So besides some of the training that I did for them, I also developed their programs. So the courses that we would go out and teach around the world, I had a heavy hand in writing their materials for those courses as well and designing tests and making sure they're up to accreditation standards. So I had a lot of experience designing courses. And when I resigned from CrossFit, I was finishing up the second master's in nutrition. And I actually went into a one-on-one model, which I think is similar to what you were doing in the beginning, Mm. and realized that wasn't for me. And it probably took me, 
I don't know, close to a year and a half to figure, oh, I should probably do <laughs> courses much like I was designing yeah. for CrossFit. So it kind of was um, a slow learning process there for me, but it was ultimately my past experience of like, oh, I can really leverage knowledge and this is the product I sell. I don't necessarily have a shake or a supplement. I sell my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that a lot of us have a lot of knowledge, but we just don't necessarily have the tools or the frameworks to to build and it seems daunting when you go about building a course or, or a training program do you think about it in terms of i'm going to build a course or training program and then i'm going to try and sell it do you try and sell the concept first how do you go through that process of coming to the understanding of what problem you're solving what outcome you're creating and then what you need to do to, to actually make that happen yeah i think that's a great question i think what I like to think about it is, and I think this is probably true with a lot of people in kind of the health wellness field is they probably got into it because of their own personal interest, right? Something happened mm. for them that was so revolutionary that they wanted to get involved. And so I think that's sort of similar to me. It might not have been this revolutionary thing in the sense of, you know, some result happened, but I think I designed the course for me. <laughs> mm. What was the course that I wanted 10 years ago when I first started mm. learning about how powerful nutrition was and where was that, you know, and all of the other courses that I went through or all the other kind of side tangents I did, yeah. you know, kind of led me down these different paths. And so it's like this ultimately, I, I don't want to say it, but it was the course for me, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's that's a good way to think about it because I don't think that we're all necessarily that unique. I think we have a lot of kind of similarities to a lot of people and the problem mm -hmm. that something you feel that you can solve, there's probably a lot of other people that have that same problem, right? So mm -hmm. if you kind of think about it in that way, it might help. <laughs> I think that, I think it's a really good point. You're right. A lot of us do get into it because of personal experience. And when you're thinking about building anything, whether it's a, a business or a course or a service, you have to have an idea of who your ideal client is. And if you are lucky enough to be your own ideal client, then that's perfect. And if not, you want to find that person so that you can map them. And I like that you said, because I actually I agree with this, that we're not all that different. I don't believe that we need to have all these fancy, custom, perfect, tailored, blah, 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 because what that ends up being is, is clunky and over-serviced and not scalable. And so if you're trying to help a lot of people and make an impact, you have to have something that's succinct and easy to follow. And you might disagree, and I'd love to discuss this with you. I think that especially with these sorts of programs, it's kind of like there's a foundation that needs to move first. And let's focus on getting the person to begin on the journey and begin the fundamentals and then move forward. And then it becomes more specific and tailored as we go. But we often think that the general public, that person in front of me needs to have this very specific thing. And I deal with resistance on that a lot with clients. Sometimes it's like, Hey, why don't you just make a process that you think would work for the majority of people that you deal with as a fundamental program and then build upon that. But it comes back to, you know, no, it needs to be custom. No, it needs to be tailored. Talk to me a bit about that. What's your view on that? Do you feel like everyone's completely unique and needs a complete custom strategy? Do you think like everyone's exactly the same or is there a gray area? And what's kind of your best approach around that with programs? Yeah, I love that question. Um, I think my view in nutrition is a little bit contrarian only because I don't think that everybody needs such a level of specificity that's out there, right? I think there's a lot of nutrition information that makes it sound like you need something so different than your neighbor. And so I think what's happening with that though, is that we're getting lost in the details, whether or not you choose chicken or fish is not the problem. Like that's fine. That's a small detail. We have to talk about some basic underlying concepts first mm -hmm. that we all abide by. And then you can choose your chicken, fish, grapes, tomatoes, whatever it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I really approach it that way. And that's one of the reasons that I was really driven to kind of a group coaching model with these B2C, B2B programs is that 
I was saying the same things to people, you know, again, mm. maybe they have some food preferences, choices, maybe they like a little higher fat, little lower carb, whatever those small details are, but there's the same concepts that underlie all of them. So yeah. I love your point. I think that's true with a lot of things. I think we get lost in the details without understanding the big, the big levers that really move the system. Because it's actually, especially with dealing with clients, it's about getting a result and then helping getting this feedback so that they feel like the effort that I'm putting in is producing something so I can continue to move forward. Imagine if you were wanting to lose weight or gain muscle or go to a trainer or whatever, and you had to work for six months before you got anything, right? There was no progression. It was just then you got the result. Like no one would would do it. It's hard enough to get people to do stuff when there is a progression. So I, I feel like, especially when we're working with clients, there needs to be this these quick wins. And I've learned that with in my own programs of helping clients get results is the quicker I can give someone a win, the more they feel like they've done, they've invested in something that's going to get them somewhere. We all like to have that quick win. And it doesn't matter how you know success-driven and, and how we understand that it takes time to put in the work. We're all humans and we all have biology that tells us that we want to get wins. That's why people form bad habits because they get a quick win out of it. So we have to form these good habits with these quick wins. But to the point more specifically about, you know, do we, do we need tailored programs or, or do we need more general things? I think that where we've got kind of stuck is as health professionals trying to grow our businesses, we're always trying to stand out. And there's this kind of misconception that we need to be different and that we need to do things unique and custom and better. And so there's this ironic commoditization of being custom because everyone says, and if you go to their websites and, and some of the listeners will probably be guilty of this, it'll say things like, you know, unique, tailored process, custom to you, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of bullshit really like it's it's not actually really the thing that makes the difference to get the results or not what stands out is your insights and your take and your guidance and understanding what the person needs not trying to be this big custom thing i and i might be different but i like to go somewhere where it's like i've got a three-step process and i've used this with thousands of people and these are the outcomes we get because now i feel confident in the process that there's a plan we're not just winging it but i feel like to try and be better than the next person we're trying to be more custom more tailored more specific and so i'm going to give you these slightly different macros and micros and blah 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 and because my method's perfect for exactly it's just i don't think it makes sense and i feel like when we're trying to move the needle for our business it has to be scalable but also move the needle for our clients it has to be easy to follow that gets some quick wins because habits are more important long term than the specifics of like you said grapes or tomatoes or fish or whatever right would you agree <laughs> totally yeah, yeah yeah totally 100 percent. so when you go about actually creating a program where do you start yeah, <laughs> probably some different places. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, I'm thinking of my masterclass, which is kind of this, the big one, the one where the heavy duty people really want to know about all the details of nutrition. And where I started with that was, again, what is the commonality between all of the solutions that we see out there? It's kind of like that idea of it's not the grapes or the tomatoes. It's, it's the mm. fact that eating whole foods matter, right? So I started with that. I started with that because I wanted that to be the, the main thrust of the course. And then all the bells mm. and whistles can come later and some maybe Q&A or whatever it is. But I think that's it. It's like, what are the, the main things that people really have to know when they leave this course? And whether or not it's three or whatever, that's fine. But I think the big thing that you have to think about is like, if they were to take away, let's say three things from this course, or is that really conveyed? Have you done that? Mm. Like, don't worry about every possible road and rabbit hole they can go down. Like, do they really understand some basic concepts moving forward? So I think that's it first, kind of laying down what I would call 
your big roadmap, you know, mm. <laughs> maybe, maybe not exactly how you're going to get there or exactly whatever it is, but yeah, like what is, what's the big framework to then hang all the details on? Yeah. It's kind of like looking at where am I wanting to take this client and then who is that client and what problem am I solving? And you said it where the, if there's someone looking for, you know, to know everything about the nutrition journey, that person's going to be different than a mum or a dad or, or a teen who wants a particular outcome. So looking at what result you're trying to produce for the person that you're working with so that you can have a roadmap and say, this is where we're going. That also makes it easier to sell because at the end of the day, we have to, whether we're selling it to receive money or just selling it to get someone to do it, there's a selling, there's an exchange that happens. I can have the best program in the world, but if I can't uh, you know, appropriately communicate that and sell the idea, then no one's going to do it. And I learned that the hard way in practice with trying to create <laughs> programs for people. It was like, this is the best thing ever, but it doesn't matter because they're not going to do it because I haven't uh, sold in the concept. So a lot of our listeners are health professionals that have brick and mortar practices that mm. are looking at ways of helping more people and leveraging themselves more so that they can grow and have an easier business. So if someone was, for example, uh, even a nutritionist, chiropractor, massage therapist, etc., medical doctor, and they're repeating themselves regularly with clients and they're looking at how can I create online programs to better serve my existing clients? Or since a lot of us realized how vulnerable we are during the pandemic and I can't practice and they're wanting to serve their clients, but online, what do you think the best way for them would be to go about looking for opportunity to do that? Do you have yeah. a framework that you use in particular or any advice around that? I like what you said there, like, what are they repeating every session? That's definitely the first place to start. In fact, that's where I start with my masterclass. What do I repeat every time people ask me nutrition questions? So it's like, are you repeating the same nutrition advice? Are you repeating the same stretches for at home? What are the things that they can do without the professional that kind of take up a lot of that session time, but aren't necessarily high expertise value items? And come up with something there. It doesn't have to be this bells and whistles app, you know, with multi features and all these things. It can just be a PDF or it can be a blog series or unlisted YouTubes that you send them. Something like that is starting to be a product that then you can share with them and you don't have to repeat yourself all the time. And yet you also have a value there. So you can charge for it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's a good point. You don't have to necessarily make a program or map a program. You can just start documenting. And a mentor of mine that I follow, Gary Vaynerchuk, he talks about this in terms of content creation. It's not don't create content, it's document. So document, not create. And what that means is rather than trying to create content for an audience, uh, which can often be difficult until you're in the rhythm of it, because even the best creators have content blocks. It's like, just document what you're already doing. So if you're dealing with clients and you're consistently uh, communicating certain things, document that process, make videos around that process, and then just start to package them up into folders using Dropbox or a PDF oh. with YouTube links. And then that can be kind of material that can go along with uh, an existing client following them on their journey. Or when a person hits certain roadblocks, you can say, oh, check out this folder here. It's got these trainings or et cetera on it. And as you start to do that, you start to, the, the kind of the piece of the puzzle to come together, the, the picture starts to form and you're able to say, huh, I could actually refine this a bit more and make a program. The way that I teach it to, to my clients is we look at what problem are you solving for your audience? Who's your ideal client? What result are you trying to create? And then we map the process out as fluidly as possible within your own rhythms within the practice and things. So it's not necessarily brand new and overwhelming. You're not trying to solve a problem you haven't necessarily solved before this way. You're just taking the stuff you're already doing. You're just making it digital. And then we actually sell it. So we focus on pitching it first. 
because there's nothing worse than making an entire program and then no one wants to buy it. Or you do it, they buy it, and then you realize that hunt's not really the information that uh, they need. So we tend to try and pitch it and then build it as we go. But that can sometimes be complex if you don't have the frameworks. So I think that just starting with looking at how can I document what's already happening and making videos around that and then giving that to people is a great way of building out your first program. Totally. And I, and I think that's why I kind of don't necessarily have the same story in terms of creating my, my programs mm. only because I was so steeped in the community from which I was then going to sell the program, right? Mm. I had already worked for 10 years answering questions <laughs> and helping people through that process. So when people open up their one-on-one brick and mortar and they're building this kind of repertoire of these are all the questions I answer and this is the process that I do 100 times, like that is your course now coming to Mm. be. Now, maybe you don't have the final vision of it's going to be exactly 10 chapters or whatever, but you start to build it in pieces for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we overcomplicate a lot of stuff and it's all kind of coming together for me right now in in this conversation. It's like you've been doing something, you've been a house professional for a long time. You know a lot of stuff. You've helped a lot of people. The person that you're trying to help you just have to know a bit more than them and you know a lot more than them. So why don't you just take some of the stuff that you do with clients and record it and then give it to them? They could go through it in parallel. Guess what? They're going to get better outcomes because they've now got you in their ear 24 hours a day. It keeps them more accountable to it. It also means that you don't have to say redundant things all the time. We try and create something. It's complex. People say to me, I'm a chiropractor. You know, how do I make a course? And I'm like, you know, do you want to teach jump rope? Do you like, what do you want to, what do you want to teach? Who are you trying to help? What, what's going on? Well, I don't know. And I say, okay, well, let's, let's kind of go back a bit and look at what are you doing every single day that's valuable to your clients that could make your clients' lives better? Because I promise you, if you make your clients' lives better, you can refine that and you can sell it to, to a cold customer. I don't know. What are the five back things that you tell people to do every single time, <laughs> you know, or yeah. the knee person or the knee the elbow? I mean, you can even mm-hmm. start with just one issue, right? It's the same thing with nutrition. Maybe you don't start with the athletes. You know, I came out of CrossFit. So it's all the people that are worried about with their pull-ups and their mm-hmm. deadlifts. Maybe you start with, you know, the three stereotype clients that you have, the mom and pop, the athlete, and, you know, the young person, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you just go from there. It's just a really simple kind of map already for you. Mm. The next part to obviously having content is is one thing, but then trying to sell it is another thing. And I think this comes back to what we talked about at the start where everyone tries to be fancy and, and custom. And so we think, well, it's easy to make something, but you know, no one's going to buy it and it has to be different. And you know, if it's all the same and there's an element of truth to that, if, if it's diamond dozen, it will be commoditized and you can just buy a $10 course off Udemy instead of paying you 500 or a thousand or whatever for it. But when it's, commoditized information, yes. But when there's insights and guidance from you and there's personality around it, that's all that matters. Like how many times can you learn how to do a deadlift? You know, I feel like there should just be one video forever. You know what I mean? Like how complex can it be? a lot of deadlift videos, yes. (laughs) There's a lot of them, but there's a lot of people that buy into your video, not mine, or my video, not yours. Mm -hmm, And you have to look at why. And the reason for that is because of personality and Mm -hmm. how they feel about it more than the actual information that's there. And so rather than focusing on the problem of how do I go mass market and have multiple millions of clients, how about we look at just teaching it to the people that actually listen to us? And there's going to be enough of those people that if you're looking at building a successful business, you know, it's the age old thousand true fans type thing. You don't need to have a lot of people to be successful. uh, And there are plenty of people in the world. And so sometimes we get caught in the weeds of saying, well, I can't make a course because it's going to be the same as everyone else's and then I can't sell it. And how am I going to be different? And sometimes you don't need to be different. You just need to be you. 
and your personality and insights come over through that. And the example would be you yourself. Again, nutrition is kind of everywhere, right? People can YouTube it. <laughs> yes. Why would they buy a course? They buy a, a course because they everywhere. connect with you, right? Yeah. So what do you think has been the, the point of difference for you in, in overcoming that in your own head and saying, actually, my information matters and my insights mm-hmm. matter that yeah. has allowed people to engage with you and buy your courses over just, you know, YouTubing it or sure. uh, getting someone else's? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you've already sort of said it. It's the fact that I, I didn't actually want to be different. I am the most vanilla you're going to find in nutrition. I want people to eat fruits and vegetables and adequate protein. I don't need you to restrict a lot of things. I don't need to eliminate anything. <laughs> you know, so I actually went straight up the middle with my message. And because I decided not to be different, it's actually unique in the space, right? Yeah. There's so much confusion in my space that there's so much detail and there's so many different things that i am heard that when I tell them something that's so basic, they're like, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And so I think your advice is great that seeking out to be different or unique is not necessarily where your voice is going to be found, you know? That maybe just beating the basics and where you actually know the results are is, is going to be where your voice is found. Everything comes down to to the simplification. Uh, when you try and be fancy, you're missing the rest of the story. Like you're looking at the guru who's doing amazing things and you're seeing what they're doing and and you're forgetting that actually the reason they're doing that is because of where they are and who's looking at them and everything else that's got them there. You think it's the, it's the 1% stuff, right? Like the, my video needs to be five minutes and 23 seconds long because that's some algorithm (laughs) thing. It's bullshit. It doesn't matter. Just start putting content out there. That's what they did. It's now that when they're at that point and now everything is about the 1% because the 1% Mm -hmm. to them makes a massive difference because they're Mm -hmm. mass market now. But when you're starting and you're growing, simplicity is key. Uh, Everyone tries to be fancy and make a unique method, but the market can smell it. They they know that it's not real uh, and it's hard to keep up a persona uh, when it's inauthentic. You're much better off just being authentic and just speaking because there will be people who resonate with it. And if there's not, you'll find out. But trying to be someone you're not and trying to do things in a, in a way that doesn't uh, make sense to you makes it very difficult to build momentum. You're now pushing uphill and that's hard. It needs to feel right. easy. You should be doing it because you're wanting to do it. The energy is going to come across in the videos, for example, and how you mm-hmm. talk about it. But you're also going to be able to be consistent because consistency is key. I think that what this comes back to, and I, I talk a lot about this, is that clients they don't care ultimately. They just want to feel confident enough that they can give up control to you. They just want to know, I can stop, you know, thinking about all these different things, put my hands up and just trust that you're going to do it. And it's paralysis by analysis and, and, and um, what is it? The, uh, it's a concept anyway around oh. decisions. You know what I'm talking about? Like if you have, well, you have I was going to say like losing choices, the forest for the trees, but yeah. Yeah. It's like if you went to the supermarket and there was 50 million different choices of peanut butter right. and you were trying to buy one, <laughs> you wouldn't. You'd be like, there's too many. They've done studies around, I think it's like seven choices or something like that, any, any more than that and it just gets too much. And mm-hmm. so people just either don't make a choice or they make a choice, but they're not happy with it. So when you just get back to fundamentals and focus on the things you can control of just teaching good totally. information that gets results that you're authentic and in alignment with the energy flows with that you can maintain it and people go oh, i'm glad she's just teaching the stuff that gets me results like i don't know if i should be doing this or cut this out or do this and it gets overwhelming because they don't have the totally. knowledge the qualifications the skills to be able to even comprehend what we're talking about so why don't we just go back to basics and say do this and get a result <laughs> i love it yeah totally yeah totally what are some influences that you've got at the moment through books or people you're listening to or learning from that have been helping you through your journey? Who are you kind of following at the moment? 
Yeah. I, I was definitely heavily influenced with CrossFit. Um, you know, I worked for them in a corporate capacity for more than 10 years. And one of the things that I liked about CrossFit was we can argue till the day is done about why something is occurring on a physiological level, but mm. we know the results that we see. And I think that's where a lot of people get lost in the health and wellness field. They want to explain so much of the physiology and that this is going to happen to your muscles or this is going to happen with vitamin D and your immune system is doing all these things. But yet we know what kind of health and lifestyle behaviors guide good choices, right? So it's kind of like this black box model that we don't necessarily have to know what's going on on the inside to necessarily know how to drive great progress. And so being very end result focused has helped me become very non-dogmatic in nutrition in the sense that, you know, if you really want to do paleo, great. You want to do keto, great. All of them can work. And so that's a way that I have kind of been able to kind of, again, find this very vanilla message because it's just finding some common ground for people and not being so tied to one way. So that was a heavy influence is end result, mm. end result driven. <laughs> don't worry about the mechanism. Did we get the result that we want? And you said continuously right now, I don't know that I would put this in the right now bucket, but I think it, it did heavily influence me as well is just my engineering background for that same reason. It's like, we've got a lot of variables in the system. We've got a lot of noise. Does mm. the product actually work? <laughs> Mm. You know, you can talk about PDF design and like you said, algorithms and and my like ranking and what does my website look like? Did the person get the result they want? Did they understand it better? You know, do they have a better, I don't know, whatever. Is their pain reduced? You know, it depends what um, practice they're in. Just keep that in mind because you can get very lost on details that ultimately don't matter. I interview a lot of very successful people and as a group, successful people focus on outcomes not mm-hmm. on the minutia and unsuccessful people typically focus focus on the minutia and that's kind of why they're stuck because they're looking for the one thing that makes the difference and it's like it's not how it works uh, i might talk about the one thing because i'm now at this level and i'm analyzing everything to get the most out of it but that's the difference between being a professional athlete trying to get you know half a second off your time uh, because that makes all the difference and being just a guy wanting to get a bit more fit. You know what I mean? Like, like if I'm learning how to just run a bit faster and then be the, you know, the best sprinter in the world, you know, getting my knee up in in the first sort of lunge out of the blocks is massive. Mm -hmm. Me just running down the beach and just wanting to be a bit faster. It's not really. So (laughs) it's not going to matter. So, you know what I mean? It's like the minutiae and the weeds. And I think that in business, it's the same thing with our clients. It's the same thing. It's like, what's the outcome do I want? what's just flipping making it happen and i and i have these discussions with my clients it's it's like they want to know you know the one thing they're doing with their facebook ads or whatever to make it 10 percent better i'm like dude it's it's working just spend more money and like oh but what about this i'm like just throw more money at it because you're getting ridiculous return on investment just keep going because it's the result and you can refine later but that mindset is is collectively i think what makes people part of what makes people successful like yourself Mm -hmm. is just okay this is the black box but it doesn't really matter what's getting the outcome let's just keep doing that stuff and i think that we need to be that beacon for for the average person uh, our clients because they are more overwhelmed than we are with less understanding than us trying to do these things and so having that vanilla message is perfect i, I love it because it cuts through like no one's seeing it you're just doing your thing and everyone's fighting over this fancy stuff on the outside and you're just in the middle just going okay yeah sure actually getting results make it easy for yourself it's great it's great so what are some resources that you think people should look into potentially around uh, learning how to take their knowledge and turn it into educational programs yeah 
look back, you know, something like chiropractic, like look back at the courses you took, you know, any of the courses that you took that were valuable, look at some of the other online courses. And I think that's just the best way, like everything with experience, right? Like look at what you've taken and what you thought was a valuable course and how do they set it up? And why, why did you really think it was valuable? Same thing with kind of any sort of formal training as well. You know, I had a lot of experience working with accreditation design and and how to design things to accreditation standards, which can have a heavy uh, aspect to it. But the point is like, hey, what are the things that you want to tell people? And did you actually tell them? Because again, I think we get kind of lost in all these details of, I have to make sure I tell them the 20 different seven ways they can go wrong. And it's like, okay, no, we just need a simple structure. This is the outline of the course. I want you to learn these three things. Did I actually teach you those three things? And you can even Mm -hmm. validate it with your own clients, right? Even with this super simple model that we're talking about, get some PDFs going or get some YouTube videos going. Hey, did that answer your question? (laughs) And so then you're kind of validating your own model or something like that. But I I think there's no harm in looking at the courses that are already out there that you've taken part of. I mean, in in building off of that experience. Yeah. Mm, Definitely. There's no point in reinventing the wheel. Uh, You look at the frameworks that work and and then you customize to to the journey that you're going through with your clients. So for our last question, you've got 60 seconds. If there's one thing you'd recommend healthcare business owners to do this week to grow their businesses and have more impact, what would it be and why? Yeah. I'm going to rely on something I already said, but what is the thing that you keep doing? What is the thing you keep saying? What is the thing that you're like, oh my gosh, is there a video for this? Make the video, leverage your time, leverage your time. It's this thing that you need to tell every client, you know, leverage your time that way and um, free up some of your time. And that way you can either see more clients or also charge for that service. And I think that's a great way to start. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can our audience connect with you online? OptimizeMeNutrition.com, same handle on social media. And thank you very much. Amazing. You take care. You also. Now, if you want to find out more information on how you can grow your healthcare business, I want you to get a copy of my book. Uh, you can visit PracticeMasteryMethod.com, where I talk about the nine accelerators on how to grow a seven-figure healthcare business or add seven figures to your revenue. There are free training, there's free resources that will be shared in the show notes as well. So go and check those out. Uh, And as always, keep at it, keep hustling uh, because we've got people to help, money to make and freedom to have. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like the episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it as it helps us get our episodes out to more people just like you who want to know how to increase their revenue, impact more people and build businesses that work for the lifestyle they want. Now, I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn the secrets to success in your health business. So I have something special for you just for checking out the episode. Now, if you're a health professional, coach or trainer in business, and you're serious about growing a profitable, impactful business, then pay attention because as a listener of the show, I want you to win. And so I've created a host of resources available exclusively for listeners of the show. So if you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing and sales all on your own, and you're ready to just implement what's already proven to work rather than reinventing the wheel, I want you right now to go and check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. That's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. And there you'll find over $5,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching available only for listeners of the show. Again, that's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. There I'll give you resources on everything from how to acquire 10 times more of your ideal clients using social media and paid ads, even referrals, how to increase your client conversion into packages at an 80 to 90% conversion rate like me, how to retain your clients for longer, getting them better results and making them happier, 
how to increase your prices and charge a premium to work with you and how you can build a six, multi-six, even seven-figure practice just like I did, but with a tenth of the time and a tenth of the effort. What I want you to realize is that everything I teach comes from exactly what I did to have success and still have success in my own health business and I want to share that with you so you can have success too. So go check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider right now and let me help you win big in your health business. Also remember to subscribe for two episodes every week full of the secrets to have success in your health business as well as leave us a review so we know what you thought of the show and I'll see you on the next episode.